0: Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. If you've been pursuing a minimalist lifestyle for a while now, have you ever thought to yourself, am I a minimalist because I'm surrounded by maximalists? In other words, Am I able to enjoy the lavishness of someone else's lifestyle without having to live that way in my day-to-day? The thought crossed my mind a few years back, and I knew I wanted to discuss the idea on a future episode. So joining me today for this conversation is Melissa Risenhoover. Fun fact about this episode, Melissa and I actually recorded at the beginning of 2021. We put the release date on hold due to Melissa's move to Shanghai, and when I finally went back to look for the recording, I thought I'd lost it only to discover it just last week as I was looking through files on an old computer. I listened back and I knew that this was a sentiment that I wanted to still share with all of you. I will say there isn't necessarily a conclusion that we arrive at. I do believe it's something that each person must conclude for themselves. And if anything, I do hope this dialogue gives you something to think about as you process why minimalism is important to you and your family. But before we get there, I quickly want to share my minimalist moment of the week with all of you. So if you follow me on social media, both at Minimalist Mom's Podcast or my personal Diane Bowden account, you may have seen that over the weekend, I decided to have a virtual garage sale. I've seen quite a few people do this before. They will snap a picture of something and upload it to their stories. However, what I ended up doing that made it slightly different was that I screenshotted all of the things that I have up on Facebook Marketplace. I think there ended up being six or eight images per story, and I just had a handful of slides showing the things that were available. All that to say, it took maybe five to seven minutes to do all of this, and I ended up making over $100. So I encourage you, if you're looking to make a few dollars this weekend, take a few screenshots of your Facebook marketplace listings and then share them to your Instagram stories. I'm sure that not every time I do this, it will be as profitable, but it was just a low-key way to have, again, a virtual garage sale of sorts without as much commitment. Lastly, if you've been enjoying the Minimalist Moms podcast, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. I know it seems silly, but leaving a rating and review on iTunes is really one of the best ways you can help this podcast continue to succeed and grow. Thank you in advance for your time with this. Again, it's a little effort, but it does go a long way. All right, let's get into this long-awaited conversation with Melissa Reisenhoover. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I know. This show has been a long time coming.
1: (laughs) I know, I can't, how many emails have gone back and forth between us trying to figure this out? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready to
0: to dive into our conversation today. It's going to be really good. Absolutely. So like I said, this is going to be more of a conversation between you and I on a specific topic, which I'll introduce, but let me have you introduce yourself just really fast before we get into it. Okay.
1: Well, my name is Melissa Reisenhoover. My minimalist journey started about probably say almost eight years ago now. And uh, a friend kind of introduced me to it, and I just started devouring books. And it resonated with me because at the time I had small children and there was just stuff everywhere, as I'm sure many of you can relate to, and just was really intrigued by minimalism. So I actually created a podcast with a friend called Previous of Home, and that went on for many years. I'm a mom of three, and I currently live in Fort Worth, Texas we are getting ready to actually move to Shanghai, China. So that's our next adventure. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell right now.
0: (laughs) Well, just really curious, before we get into our conversation, what prompted you to become a minimalist? I kind of like to set the stage for listeners before we get into a conversation, just so people can see the perspective that you're coming from.
1: Well, like I was kind of mentioning, I really, at the time I had, my children were like one. Oh my gosh. Okay. I had three and three years. So they were like one, three, and four at the time. And I just, I really, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with all of the things in my house. We had just moved. And into a new home actually. And I just, I think the reality of all of the things that I had acquired over the years had kind of come in my face. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so again, you know, my friend Kate, she introduced me to this, this new thing called minimalism, like new, no, not new, but this new to me idea of minimalism and, and just read some of the main books that you would read like me first introduced to it. And it intrigued me. And so really we got rid of, quite a bit. I started just tearing down everything. And then from there, uh, what really prompted us to go into full-fledged minimalism was we moved to Germany. And so when we did that, we sold everything in our home, including our cars and our house within 30 days. And that was almost like Uh, just trial by fire with minimalism. Like we just pared down to a few suitcases. And so from there, we lived in Germany for one year and we didn't really buy anything because we knew we would be coming home at some point. And it just kind of felt good to not have to buy anything. It also was a very, I don't know, a a good way to indoctrinate myself into that thinking, right? Like get my mindset right. Mm -hmm. So we came back, um, that has been six years ago now. And Over the past six years, we knew as a family that we wanted to go back abroad. We wanted to move international again. And so I think almost by default, we've stayed in that minimalist mindset because we knew we didn't want to acquire more to have to get rid of it again someday. So I almost feel like I kind of cheat in a way. I kind of wonder what it's going to be like when I don't have that goal of going abroad anymore to, you know, instigate that mindset. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from at the minute. Right now we're, we're in the process of paring down again because we're getting ready to move this summer. Mm -hmm. So it is really eye opening. You do realize how much clutter you actually acquire (laughs) and even as someone who thinks in a minimal way. And so, yeah, that's where we are at the moment.
0: Cool. Well, I definitely want to have you back on when you do move. I think that's going to be really fascinating to hear how you practice minimalism in China. We should try and figure that out at some point. But today, I had asked you, I'd been kicking around this idea of maximalism versus minimalism. And it occurred to me this past summer that I was able to visit some of my husband's family uh, in North Carolina and they took us out on their boat. We went to the beach. They were treating us to really nice dinners and I felt really great about it. I was like, oh, this is the life. What What a lovely life. I don't want to own a boat, but these people do. So why not? I just, I don't know. I had that moment when I was sitting on their boat. Like, I would never want to own this, but I'm glad that they do. So it got me thinking is there, I would say that they are definitely maximalists. They definitely live life to the fullest. They're constantly like, if something is wrong with that boat, they're like, oh, we're going to buy a new boat. Whereas I might try and fix it. That was one example. And then the second one is that I don't have to buy clothes for my children really because. My mother in law or my mom, they love to just be really generous and bless us in that way. So I'm finding that I don't have to spend money on nicer clothes because they're gifted to me. So would I really be as frugal or minimalist or fill in the blank if I didn't have these people around me? So that's my thought. Again, I just kind of want to have a dialogue. I want to hear your experience with this and we'll talk it out. When you pose this question to me, my first initial thought
1: when I think of this is what is like defining maximalism. I can't even say that word maximalism. And obviously we know what minimalism is, but to me, I, I truly feel like minimalism is half the battle is a mindset, right? I know that enjoying other people's well, their fortune, you mm-hmm. know, in a way, I mean, that, that's how they are choosing to spend their money. And if they choose to spend it on me, I would say, okay, that I'm taking that as a blessing, just like you do with the, you know, the clothes from, from your mom and how I can actually, as I'm thinking this through, it's like, okay, so we're vegan. Mm-hmm. And when we're at home, our mm-hmm. money is spent On food that we enjoy and that we eat, but no animal products. Mm -hmm. But we have a rule for our kids. If you're out and someone wants to buy you, say, ice cream, Mm -hmm. and you want to eat that ice cream, but it's not our money going towards that, Mm -hmm. then you have every right as a person to enjoy that ice cream if that's what you want to do. And I kind of feel like in the context of minimalism and maximalism, it's like, it's kind of the same. It's like we're not putting our money towards these things because it's our value system. It's the way that we choose to live our lives. So it is the the mindset that we like to have and the way that we organize our home and things like that. If someone else chooses to live their lives in that way, Mm -hmm. but they want to bless us or give us things, Mm -hmm. then does that negate our minimalism? Mm -hmm. And I would say, no, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to negate the fact that my children live in a home that we know we're vegan it may say, you know, someone might go, oh yeah, your vegan card's taken away today because you had ice cream. Okay. Well, no, not in my eyes. So I think that if we look at it in that context, then no, you're you're fine. (laughs) What do you think? How did you feel after like sitting on that boat? I mean, what were
0: your thoughts about it? One of the things that I was thinking of is that I preach that minimalism is going to look different for everyone. So before all the people that are minimalists that own boats come and attack me, (laughs) Mm I'm saying that there are things that in my life as a minimalist, someone that, that is intentional about my spending, that is frugal, which is frugal, frugality is different than minimalism, but that likes to live with less. I buy coffee out. Most days I like to spend my money on good coffee. It's kind of yeah. horrifying when you see the price that that adds up to at the end of the year and I'm only buying black coffee. It's still excessive, but it's a treat for me. I like to get it after I drop my daughter off at school. It's it's just a cozy way to start my day. So if I want to spend 240 on a coffee every day, I'm going to and I don't think that that makes me less of a minimalist. Also who's comparing? which I guess we are comparing right now, but I have nice coffee as a part of my life. So if someone has a boat that is a part of their life, that's totally fine. I think that we're looking to maximize our minimalist lifestyle, if that makes sense. We're maximizing the right things for us. So I might be a minimalist in my day-to-day, but I love to vacation to nice places. So you, you're you just prioritizing. I think a lot of minimalism is choosing what to prioritize and being intentional about. So it's through a minimalist lifestyle, you are maximizing the things that matter most to you. That is one thing that I I thought. These people that I'm speaking of in particular, they're not (laughs) minimalists. They definitely are maximalists. So I did have to go back to, am I feeling, like, would I, at the end of the day, if I didn't have some of these really fun experiences in my life, would I still pursue a minimalist lifestyle? Would I still consider myself that way?
1: I think also we don't want to project what we feel is best and right onto other people, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they love their life, assuming Mm -hmm. that they love their life, assuming they love their boat. And they love spending money on that boat. And they love spending money on the places they go with that boat and could strip everything else away and say, okay, well, they could technically still be minimalists if that's what they choose to spend their money on. However, you know, for a fact, they are truly maximalists and you were enjoying this thing that they, that they spend their money on again I don't feel like we should project what we feel is right for us onto other people though mm-hmm. I mean like that that's saying like oh well there shouldn't be maximalists in the world mm-hmm. I mean if there weren't maximalists in the world society would probably mm-hmm. I don't know, it might be better actually but there might I mean we need people to buy things there's right? a balance I mean, yeah for sure there's a balance mm-hmm. there is there is that balance so I would hope that people can Be objective in the way that, like, you're enjoying this thing, this boat, right? And it does not make you less of a minimalist by enjoying that.
0: I feel like I'm veering into the territory of comparing apples to oranges, and that's what I... I guess I'm trying to more so focus on outside of these moments where someone has given me a taste of their fortune or whatnot, however you want to phrase it, I think that minimalism is less about the things that we're removing and more about the things that we're adding to our life. And so I've curated this minimalist lifestyle throughout the years. And it's more about now that I have decluttered and I have been more intentional about my schedule and my relationships. It's like, what am I adding in with having done all of that? And even stripping away the boats or the clothes or the fancy dinners that I'm gifted. I think that I would still choose to do that because it makes me feel so good doing it, especially I've seen through COVID and the pandemic. I can't imagine what my house would be like right now if it were more cluttered. If I were living more of a maximalist lifestyle in my home, it would be a lot tougher for my mindset. Oh, absolutely. In saying all of this, I don't really know where I want to land with this conversation if being around maximalist allows me to be a minimalist in my own life. I don't, I don't know where we land with this. I don't know if we're going to come up with a solid conclusion. It was just something that I wanted to encourage listeners to think about. If everything stripped away, would you still pursue a minimalist lifestyle? No, it's a good question. I think that like from my own
1: experience, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, we are very blessed and lucky that we have parents that still provide things for us. Like you said, like clothing, it's the same. Mm-hmm. My kids, they are gifted clothes quite often. Enjoying those benefits is just part of life. There's a balance. It's the apples and oranges, like you said. I mean, you can't, you can't really have one without the other. There's just this give and take. I think I too would still choose to be mm-hmm. this way it, because of the lack of noise right? I feel like that's one of the biggest things in minimalism is there's a decrease of noise around me mm-hmm. because I have less things to take care of. I have less things to preoccupy my time that can be otherwise spent doing things I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we're, for instance, like we live in an apartment right now, we don't own a home. There's good and bad, but a good thing, we have a pool and I don't have to clean it. Yeah, great. Or I don't have a yard. I have a, Maintenance crew comes every Monday and mows my yard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like I, I don't have to take care of the things that we did when we owned homes. Like we've owned three before.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we're well aware of all the things that come
0: along with it. I think that if we are doing minimalism right, I, I put like big quotes around this. If we're doing yeah. minimalism, yeah. yeah. If we're doing minimalism right, aren't we in turn maximizing the things in our life that we really desire? And are intentional about whether it's the empty space in our schedules, the uh, the close knit relationships, because we are intentional about who we're spending time with. We're maximizing space in our home because we're not completely cluttered. I don't know, so I think we could, in certain ways, be called maximalists. Maximalist. So yeah. yeah, yeah, we are maximizing our lifestyles by mm. being minimalist. So again, maybe I'm just using the wrong term to describe what it is that we are receiving in those moments. But I knew that I wanted to put this thought out there because I can't be the only one that has thought that at some point.
1: I think too, um, going back to what I said at the beginning, it's like, what is minimalism, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you can't, so you're defining maximalism as maybe somebody who spends their money on many things. Maybe we're not defining it properly. Because like minimalism, I truly feel is, have mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. its
1: mindset. It's a mindset of minimizing things or time, you know, things are taking up your uh, schedule and, and to maximize your life. And mm-hmm. so maybe maximalist isn't really a good definition of somebody who isn't a minimalist, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know that's a rabbit hole we could
0: go down, but oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking it's funny. I'm not throwing his aunt under the bus when she says Like we joke about this all the time. Like she definitely understands her lifestyle is different than ours. But there's this word bougie these days, as the kids say. <laughs> that's kind of the lifestyle that they lead. It's definitely like, I don't have really any intention behind, I'm just going to buy because it makes me feel good. And so I guess that's the definition, I guess, for maximalists that I'm thinking of. And the point I think that we're trying to make here with minimalism is that it maximizes the right things in our life. So yeah. whatever bougie is, is the lifestyle that I'm comparing yeah. myself to. I, I wouldn't say that these people are necessarily unhappy. I think, that the only challenge that I'll make to people that live this way, if we're not pushing our values on them is how much is enough. And if you continue to shop, if you continue Saturday after Saturday, going to stores, purchasing Mm -hmm. these things, like, do you ever feel filled up by it? Like, is there ever going to be the limit that you hit? And that's what I think that we've mentioned before on the show is just marketers want you never to feel satisfied. You're never going to feel satisfied because there's always going to be things that you want. I still see things that I want all the time. I have my wish list for Christmas that Uh, I see. Oh, yeah. So are you... Just wasting money to, what's the word? Um, Shopping is an extracurricular activity for some people. That's what I guess I would challenge people to do. Like, what else could you do to fill that time? And I I don't know, maybe some people really just do love to shop and spend their money and they have the ability to do so, so have at it. But I don't know. Again, I don't have the place that I wanted to land here with this conversation. I just wanted to put it out there to listeners to see what they... It
1: I out. have. So one thing I have thought about, for instance, so my mother-in-law, if she goes shopping, she will buy my kids clothes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I typically don't like the clothes she buys for them, <laughs> but yet <laughs> I feel obligated to take these clothes, right? And this is typically in one of those, like you were saying, the weekend shopping, right? It's this every weekend they go out to the stores and they get stuff. And then, you know, and this goes all the way back to maybe the basics of minimalism. It's what do you do when someone gives you something Mm -hmm. and you don't want it? But what you're asking, you're posing the question, what happens when somebody gives you something and you really do want it? Yeah. Like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, Oh yes, please. But like you said, you have your wish list. It doesn't negate being a minimalist, doesn't negate the desire to want things, Mm -hmm. right? It just puts our resources and money and time into making sure that those things don't overflow and overfill our lives. So, those times Mm -hmm. when we are gifted or given things that we do like and we love, I say just have a a heart of gratitude because isn't that essentially what minimalism is? Is like being grateful Mm -hmm. for what you do have. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then if you have a one-in-one-out policy, then, you know, just go for it. <laughs> you yeah. got, got something in, I gotta kick it out. <laughs> I, have, I literally never had that policy because that is hard. I have to say, minimalists that have that policy are just go-getters. <laughs>
0: like, good for you. I'm better about that around Christmas time. We definitely do a big toy yeah. box before Christmas because it can be an explosion. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. No, that absolutely. Yeah. And then I almost feel like you go through and you're finding toys. You're like,
0: yeah, played with this in a year. Why do we even still have this? Yeah. (laughs) This is what this time is for. (laughs) So I think one of the last things I wanted to comment on, you're right. And I think that having that heart of gratitude when someone gifts us something is critical. That said, sometimes people don't I'm specifically thinking of a few relatives. They don't understand after 10 years now, and they've come around to, to a point, I would say, but they don't really understand what it means to be a minimalist. And it could be a generational thing. All that to say, I have had to have the conversation of, I value your money too much to have it wasted on things that we don't actually need. Because I plan on, I plan on selling that or I plan on donating that. So... That is a really tough conversation, and then that honestly depends on your relationship with the person. I wouldn't necessarily say that to your in-laws. Maybe have that personal conversation with your own family members. But Mm -hmm. all that to say, then it makes me sit here and question, okay, why am I telling someone else what to do with their money? I I don't know.
1: It's all very tough. It is. I've been in that exact situation, actually. I mean, even just this last year. So my kids are getting older. My oldest is almost 13. And so, like, their desires and needs and wants for Christmas, and, you know, like, specifically, Mm -hmm. are larger ticket items. So, as my kids get older, it's getting a little easier on us, because, like, when they were little, it was like, okay... Guys, like, we would like an experience this year. I remember one year my mom and dad did horseback riding lessons for my girls. And I was so grateful. I was like, yes, finally, they got it. They understand what we value as a family. And what my kids really want is just to experience these things. But my mother-in-law in particular, she hasn't really ever gotten it. Like Christmas morning needs to be about multiple gifts being opened, no matter how cheap or how little or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, they need to have this certain amount of things to open. And so we've really, it's, it is, it's that conversation is so hard. And I have come to that realization of this is their money. If they want to spend it on our kids in that way, then so be it. I've had to like release that. Like I've had to let that go. That that part of me that wants to control. Because we control so much in our own lives, but we can't control other people, right? We can share our desires and our wants and our values with others, but that does not mean just like with a maximalist, right? It's like if or someone who's super bougie mm-hmm. <laughs> that we cannot make them unwant their weekend trips to the mall, right? They yeah. that is something they have to do within themselves. So yeah, it's an ongoing battle, but I think it really just comes down to how you choose to live your life, right? I mean, yeah. that's what we always talk about. So
0: yeah, and I'm sure you've said this before, but in those instances, even if they are going to buy us things that we're not super thrilled about, the Gift-giving for them is how they show love, so I don't necessarily want to take that away from them, and I just need to be gracious in accepting it because the gift to them is in giving that gift, and so don't take that away from them, Mm -hmm. and honestly, the toy it's kind of like when you buy a car and it loses its value the moment that you've taken it off the lot. It's the same thing with a gift and something that they purchased. They already It's already lost its value after they purchased it because now I guess you could do a return, but who wants to necessarily ask for the receipt back? Yeah. So I think that I just want to be gracious to the gift giver. I actually talked about this in my new book towards the end, just how we can go about being grateful and what we can say back to different people in our life regarding these circumstances. So so I just wanted to make sure I hit that before we concluded. That's awesome. Well, well again, Melissa, I didn't have an area that I wanted to land at or some conclusion to where I figured we'd end up. I just wanted to hash this out with you and I think that we gave listeners a lot to think about here so I appreciate yeah. that. If listeners want to connect with you though in the future, where can they find you? My website is wildair.blog
1: um, I'm also on Instagram but not really. It's under my full name, Melissa Reisenhuber. I have actually recently deleted it off my phone. <laughs> so I'm not too, too uh, engaged on there, but yeah,
0: that's where you can find me right now. Perfect. Well, Melissa, thank you for coming on and talking with me about this. R a Minimalist. I thought you would be wonderful to discuss it with, and I think we could put some good thoughts out there. So I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun and I hope we can do it again sometime.
0: What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com where you can find the entire podcast archive as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online.